We're coming close to the end of 2021. Um, I would say what a year it's been, but really what a, what a couple of years it's been in the run-up to this. Um, we're, we're approaching the end of the year, and I love this time of the year. I, I, I always say it, I love this season um, for a lot of different reasons, but um, one of those reasons is I love a good fire. I love a good, um, either, whether, whether it be your, your coal burner, your log burner, whether it be a fire pit outside, I love a good fire. I love toasting marshmallows, probably a bit too much as some of you can see, um, but I love this season. Um, that's one of the things that we get to do. And I love, I just love fireplaces are lit, marshmallows are toasted. It's a cozy time and I'm a fan of it. Last night, um, me and some of the family were at Antrim Castle Garden, so they have a wee Christmas lights display that goes on down there, um, and it's, it's, it's mostly for the kids, but us big kids, we obviously come along as well, because somebody has to bring the wee kids, so um, I bring them, and then just sort of leave them at the gate with somebody, and then work away, and then um, all's well that ends well, so... We're walking around this, and um, along some of the paths, there's um, fire pits uh, lighting up the path just around um, around Antrim Castle Gardens there. And I was wondering as I was walking past, like this, there has to be somebody's job to go around and make sure that all these things are lit, that they're continuing to light. I don't know whether there would be somebody going around and feeding it extra logs or whatever that may be, but in my head I was going around thinking that would have to be somebody's job. But then there were so many of them, like we're walking around the pass and there's so many of them and again, Toasted marshmallows, which by the way were three pounds for like three marshmallows. They know how to make their money. What a stroke! But anyway, that didn't stop me getting like three of them. So we're going round, and there's these fire pits. There's there's marshmallows toasting, and I'm thinking like there has to be this has to be somebody's job. But then toward the end of it, I kind of thought, you know what? No, because. None of them really seem to be go going out. They don't seem to be getting any smaller. So they must just be using a good fuel, whether that be coal or whether that be some type of special log that maybe burns for a bit longer. They must be using a good fuel to keep that going because church, fire is essentially three things. I don't profess to be an engineer or any sort of fire building expert, but I know that fire is essentially three things. It's fuel, it's oxygen, and then it's heat. It's heat or an ignition. Those three things must be present for a fire to continue burning. And I think the end of the year is always a time when people like to evaluate where they are at. It's just, it's, it's just one of those things. It's like a line in the sand. It's a marker. Another year goes by. And we like to know where it is that we have been, where we have come to, and where we are going. It's always good to assess those things. And the question I pose here with the title of um, what I'm going to speak about the next few minutes, fired up or burned out. And I think this could be asked in many different areas of our lives. You know, we could ask, how's life in general? Are you, are you fired up or are you burned out? How's your work life going? How's that side of things? How's your relationship with God? Are you on fire? 
Is it starting to dwindle a little bit? How's your relationships with people? What about your friends and your family? How, how are those connections burning? Are they still burning? Is that something that we need to start to fuel again? How's your relationship? How's your marriage? Again, is it on fire? Is it the same as it was when you first gave those vows? Is things not going how you thought? What do we do about that? What about church? Are you fired up for the next season? Are you ready to see what God's going to do? Do you want to be a part of that? Do you want to see God's kingdom extend? Or do you feel like maybe you're just blowing smoke? Maybe that's what this sort of season is. Well, right now is as good a time as any to evaluate where it is that you're at. And hopefully there are, I hope that there are areas that I've mentioned. Well, actually, my hope would be that in every area you say, yes, I am definitely fired up. The flames definitely, it's burning hot. It's carrying on. That would be my hope for you. That would be my prayer for you. But I also know that in reality, that can't always be the case. Maybe there's some things, there's some areas I've mentioned there. Maybe you're even thinking of other ones. Yeah, to be honest, that, that, that part of my life, I could do with a bit more fuel. I could, I could do with, with adding more fuel to that. Or, or maybe there's, there's a part there where you're thinking, yeah, do you know what? That's, it's being choked out. It's, it's losing oxygen. It's breathless. That fire, it's close to going out. I, I need fuel and I need it fast. And that one, that area, it's gone. No energy for that anymore. Church, we worship the God who restores. And we worship the God who can indeed reignite that fire. And this isn't just um, Reese Johnston giving you an encouraging word. It's all throughout Scripture. And we're going to read um, different parts of Scripture The talk about this idea of being fired up or being burned out. Church, allow me to read God's word. We're coming to Acts chapter two, verses one to four. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Church, allow me to pray. We'll begin to study God's word together. Lord, Lord, would you ignite a fire where it has burned out? God, would you begin to fan into flame something, God, something that, that we can use to point to you. God, would you bring glory to yourself through the words that are spoken? And Lord, I pray that each person here is filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit would teach us something. Would you shape us, mold us, make us more like Jesus through the words that have been penned here. God, we, we say thank you for your goodness. Thank you for this gathering. And thank you for an opportunity to be changed forever. It's in your son's holy and precious name that we pray. 
Amen. Church, we read there in Acts chapter 2. This is really, this is where a lot of people say the church was born. This was um, the beginning of the church. I think it's really interesting that the church was born out of fire. The church was born from fire. And this is just one example. We're going to look through scripture and we're going to see how God uses this element of fire throughout the Bible um, in order to teach us something. But yeah, tongues of fire um, separated and it came to rest on each one of them. It, it not only separated and rested on each of them, but what the tongues of fire did is it separated them from everybody else as well because when we saw that there was fire resting on each one of them, we knew that's the church. That's God's church because there is fire resting on each one of them. So church, we were born out of fire. We are separated because of the fire that we have been given. And indeed, that was from the start. It was from the beginning. And it's part of God's glorious plan. And there's no doubt that God is present in the church as it begins. Because there's supernatural fire resting on each one. That could only be God. It couldn't come from anywhere else. Because there's, seeming, there's seemingly nothing to ignite it. There's seemingly no way that it starts. But you see, the God of miracles steps in and he says, this is my church and from nothing I'm going to start something. Fire is what separates the church from the world. The supply of what we need is endless. The, the world eventually, it will burn out. It can only go so far. Church, we have the potential to burn forever. The fire just keeps going and keeps going. Church, I want to encourage you today to be on fire, but not in a destructive way, in a constructive way, in a productive way. Fire has a lot of different uses. It's got many different properties and we have the authority to harness it. We can use it to advance God's kingdom on earth. We want a fire that builds, not a fire that destroys. Because we've seen that happen time and time again. We've seen men and women stand behind pulpits. And we've seen fire be used for destruction. Church, we want to build God's kingdom on earth. That's what we are here for. We are here as fingers pointing. We want people to come in, not just to see how great church is. Church is great. We want people to come in and to see the fire that separates us from the world and to know that must be God. It has to be. That's what we want people to to see. I want to look to Hebrews and we look at Hebrews chapter 12 verses 28 and 29. It says this, we are receiving a kingdom that can't be shaken. So let us be thankful. Then we can worship God in a way that pleases him. We will worship him with deep respect and wonder. Our God is like a fire that burns everything up. 
Church, we're going to look at the context here of this verse. We're going to look at um, why this verse is here, what it is that this verse is teaching us. And do you know what? Actually, there's a point there um, in what I've just said. We're going to look at the context. We're going to study this. Church, you want to remain on fire. You want that fire to burn. You want to be separate from the, wor- from the world. Get to know the word. Get to know what God is teaching you. Study the word. Use this. Use this as your fuel because again, it never runs out. It's our constant supply. So this verse in Hebrews, it's actually referring back to a verse in Deuteronomy. It's Deuteronomy 4.24. And how do we know that? Well, at the end of the verse there, there may be small, but you'll see some quotations and it says, God is like a fire that burns everything up. Well, there's actually brackets beside that as well that I've taken out, but they say Deuteronomy 4.24. So that's how we know that it's Deuteronomy 4.24. So it's talking about the Old Testament. And Deuteronomy as a book is actually quoted 80 times or more in the New Testament. So for those taking notes, Deuteronomy is quoted 80 times or more in the New Testament. So it's important as far as reference goes. And here we have it being quoted once again. God is like a fire that burns everything up. So what's actually going on in Deuteronomy chapter 4 that's being referred back to here? Well, what's happening is uh, Moses is preparing the nation of Israel for their new life in the land that they have been promised. He is retelling the law given at Mount Sinai to a new generation of Israel. And you know, the funny thing is, we read Hebrews and then we go back to Deuteronomy and you sort of think, well, the verse is there anyway, so why not just read Deuteronomy? Well, again, I think there's a point to be made there, and that is that it's just interesting to me that we need to always fall back on what we know. We need to fall back on what we have been told. We need to fall back on the Word of God, and that's what the writer of Hebrews does here. He actually uh, points the listeners back to the words of those who had come before them. And you know what? He, the, the writer of Hebrews here is actually pointing back to Moses, who is then pointing back to a sermon that has already been given. And you wonder why we repeat ourselves, church. This is why. Because God is constantly saying what he has already said. He is reaffirming what he has already affirmed. And church, we are pointing back because there is something to be, to be learned from what we have been taught before. And we need to rely on what it is that we know. We need to rely on God's word because everything we need is there. At the beginning of the verse from Hebrews there, we read and it tells us that we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Amen. And the reason it says that is it's referring to how the earth was shook at Mount Sinai. So it's actually talking about what had happened previously as well. 
So it's referring to how the earth was shook at Mount Sinai and the earth and heaven will shake again in the latter days. But church, the kingdom of God will not be shaken because it will endure throughout all eternity. Forever. It's our constant source of supply. What we have ahead. Church, this life right here, in comparison to eternity, how do you compare? This is a glimpse. And no matter what we may face, our starting point is a kingdom that cannot be shaken. If you, if you ask me, that is a heck of a place to start, church. A kingdom that cannot be shaken. And it's no wonder that the verse goes on to say, let us be thankful. Then we can worship God in a way that pleases him. Church, we have so much to be thankful for. And worshiping God in a way that pleases him. What does that mean? Well, it means relying on him with our hearts and not just our heads as well. Because you see, the Bible teaches us that God looks at the heart. So often we ask, how is your heart? It's a reliance on God. Worship that pleases him comes from within. It's the fire that continually burns. And it's through his Holy Spirit. And the verse finishes by saying that we will worship him with deep respect and wonder. It says that our God is like a fire that burns everything up. You see, there we have it. In just, in just two verses there, we have a kingdom that is unshakable. And no matter what we face, our Bible tells us that God is like a fire. So we have a kingdom that is unshakable. We can fight fire with fire because God himself is the fire and the fire of God is consuming everything. See, there, that's a big word, but the reason for that is because we serve a big God. We serve the God, the God of heaven and the God of earth, the God of the beginning and the God of the end. He is the beginning. He is the end, church. And he is like a fire that burns everything up. How often do we turn up here expecting God to do something? You know, church is great. And I know that it's great. And it's great to come in and see smiling faces. It's great to come in and be welcomed in such a nice way. The music is great. The worship's great. The, the preaching is obviously 10 out of 10 every single week. Church is fantastic. But how often do we turn up expecting God to do something? Expecting his Holy Spirit to move. My prayer so often when I stand at the back there or even when I'm on the stage here is Holy Spirit, disrupt our meeting. Let us know. Let us know that it is you. Let us know that God is moving in this place. We never want to turn up to just do church. We aren't here to just do church. The Bible tells us, Hebrews tells us, let's worship him with wonder. Because that's who he is. 
He is the God of wonder. He is the God that gives us enough understanding to know that he is our source and he is our supply and yet we still can't wrap our heads around him. That's the wonder. The wonder of God. Our God is a fire. And the Bible tells us that. And here's the thing about fire. We know so much about it and yet it still does things that we don't expect. It still surprises us. We, we, we watch a fire and we watch how it burns and yet we know, we know the end result. We know what happens. But still, every now and again, it feels like it just throws a curveball. Church, if we come into this building on fire, then others will be expectant because church, fire spreads. It shouldn't matter what's on because we turn up because we are expecting God to do something. And again, it doesn't matter what the program is. It doesn't matter how the service is going to go because we are a church of expectation. We turn up and we have fire resting on us and we know that God is going to do something and we are going to point to him. God is going to do something and we're going to know that's God. And wow, he's just given us a glimpse. The God of wonder, the one who is the beginning and the end, the one who is the fuel, the one who is the, the ignition, the one who is the breath, the God of wonder, and he shows up here. Church, fire was one of the greatest discoveries in all of human history. When we, when we consider about the vast amount of uses that it has and its different forms, in reality, it, it has made human civilization possible. I want to share with you um, a quote from a guy called Reverend Michael Curry. And this guy is the guy who preached at the wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan. And he said this about fire which I thought was great. He said, the advances of science and technology are greatly dependent on the human ability and capacity to take fire and to use it for human good. Church, can I share some verses with you here from Song of Songs? Chapter eight, verses six and seven. Love is as strong as death. It's jealousy as enduring as the grave. Love flashes like fire, the brightest kind of flame. Many waters cannot quench love, nor can rivers drown it. If a man tried to buy love with all his wealth, his offer would be utterly scorned. Church, this book tells us that love flashes like fire, the brightest kind of flame. You see, church, perhaps the most significant consequence of fire is love. Perhaps the most significant consequence of us being on fire is love. You can't have love without fire. You can't have fire without love. When we take our fire and we use it for that human good that we just talked about, then it results in love, not just love, the brightest kind, 
The kind that can be seen and the kind that can be heard. The kind that can be recognized. The kind of love that the world sees and knows that is the church and that is God. When we are on fire, then church, it should burn bright. Do you know, this, um, this I say season, but um, yeah, the season that we are in, you, you'll notice that it gets darker a lot quicker. And because of that, you, you start to notice a lot more lights on the street and lights in houses. And do you ever notice then, it gets, to, it gets toward the end of the night and you have those people that obviously you have people in the street who turn off their lights and you know like everybody's going to bed and that's all good and um, the houses are in darkness. But then you have people who leave a wee light on and that's obviously so people know there's somebody in there so I'm not going to go and burgle that house tonight. That makes people feel safe. So people leave a wee light on so that other people know that they are there and you know the funny thing is like you'll go down a street and you'll go down the street that's in complete darkness and the house that has the wee light on it'll stick out like a sore thumb it'll be the house that you'll notice straight away because the light in that house um is on church you know where i'm going with this we should always have our light on the people who come in to this place should only see the energy that we are giving they should only see the fire that is burning within us because of god church we were made to stand out and people will recognize that when the fire of god truly burns within us Church, you know the worst thing that can happen to a fire is that it burns out. And that's what I said at the start. Are you burned out? You know, three, there's, there's times when a fire, it looks burned out. It, it, it looks like it's gone, but then with just a little bit, a little bit of oxygen, a little bit of breath, and the flame just starts to ignite again. A little bit of something, and it just starts to burn. Can I encourage you, if you, if you see anybody who is like that, because yet we, we do our best, and obviously those, those, who, um, those who lead and those who serve, we do our best, but imagine if everybody was looking out for somebody. If you see that person, begin just to breathe life. Begin to encourage. Begin to get alongside. Because sometimes it, it looks like they're burnt out, but all they need is just that little bit of life. So pray for each other. Hold each other up, as the Bible instructs us to do. Because the problem is when a fire burns out, and it is burnt out, and you start blowing, it's just smoke, and it's just ashes. And church, we don't want to blow smoke. We, we don't want to burn out. I don't want you to burn out. There's a difference between sacrifice and burning out. Do you serve in this house? Do you serve in God's kingdom? 
Um, because if you do, then I encourage you, that is an incredible source. The people that are around you are an incredible encouragement. And yes, I, I know that ultimately, ultimately our source is always God and it's always the Holy Spirit. But there's a reason he has given us his church. So if you serve here, don't let, don't, don't let yourself become somebody who is just blowing smoke. And I'm not telling you to stop serving. I'm not telling you to serve less. I'm telling you that if you're burning out, you need to fan that flame because the God we serve deserves wonder. So don't just sit on it. Do something about it. Don't let that fire burn out. Again, in this season, do you ever, do you ever drive past people's houses at Christmas and they're, they have all their Christmas lights on and the kid in you thinks that's amazing. Like, like that is incredible. And the adult in you thinks that's expensive. Like I must be a lot in electric. <laughs> Church, being bright will always cost you something. Always. It's always going to take energy. It's always going to take sacrifice. It's always going to cost you something. But being bright, it'll always cost us. But we, church, we serve as a reminder. We serve as fingers pointing. We are the lights that burn for God. See, fire in itself, it doesn't need advertising. People see it and they know what it is. And I pray, my prayer is that when people see us, they know whose we are. When we burn bright, it, 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 that in itself, it advertises God. It shows people God. Can I encourage you, church? With the word which says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 11, never let the fire in your heart go out. Keep it alive. Serve the Lord. Those things come together. You want to keep life. You want to keep burning. You want to keep that fire in your heart going. Serve the Lord. Keep it alive. Don't let it burn out. And do you know, there's a, there's a quote again that, I, that I'd found when I was doing some research on this, and it's from Charles Wesley. It says, catch on fire with enthusiasm, and people will come for miles to watch you burn. Again, let me remind you, never let the fire in your heart go out. Keep it alive. Serve the Lord. And I encourage you practically. We talk about counting our blessings, well, maybe, maybe today, if something has begun to speak to you, then act on that. Speak to somebody about that. Speak to God about that. Increase your prayer life. Go home, write on a piece of paper some of the things that you think are beginning to increase that fire. And you know something that fires me up? It's this season... And it's looking to the fact that God sent his son to the earth. 
And we're, we're, we're going to close. I hope we're still closing with this song. And it says in the verse, light and life to all he brings. It's recognizable, church. It's not just light. It's not just something that burns bright. It is life. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that man no more may die. Church, if that doesn't fill you with wonder, the fact that, that, this, that this babe comes to earth, is born, and because of that, no more may die. Those who place their trust in him, well, he was born to raise the sons of earth, and he was born to give us second birth. Church, he was born to give us life. If that's not something that ignites a fire in you, I encourage you, worship, pray, and church, let's remain.